Happy Sunday. Happy Monday if you're listening to this on a Monday. I am your host for the night. <laughs> My name is Emmy and welcome to the Sunny and Emmy show. <laughs> <laughs> he made it seem like he was the only one hosting tonight. I'm also I'm also your host for the night. Um, my name is Sunny. I also exist. And um, whatever day you're listening to this on, I I hope you're having a good time in your life. <laughs> so what's going on, Emmy? What's new? What happened? Not, nothing much. Uh, I feel like I always talk about the weather uh, when oh, I'm in New York. Oh, please don't. Please don't. But I do have to say that yesterday was like 80 degrees. <laughs> oh my fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> yesterday was yeah, like 80 the degrees. Been pretty good. It's pretty normal. It's interesting because I've been working on a project outdoors and we kept thinking we were going to get rained in. Um and we haven't gotten rained in once. Uh, and uh, you know, the span of the project is over now. So it was pretty lucky. I expected to have at least one or two rainy days in October and we didn't get any. Um, I think that's normal. I think it's just prior to that. We've been having some weird rain, so mm-hmm. I expected it. But I heard that today, Sunday, the day that we're recording, I, I heard it was very windy in LA. Is this... It's been very windy. Yeah, but it's just it's normal. This is normal fall weather for Los Angeles. It's still sunny, but it feels like fall because everything's falling. <laughs> <laughs> Live, love, laugh. <laughs> Live, laugh, love, bro. Pumpkin spice all the way. Um, I got this week, somebody gifted me a shamanic medicine oracle cards. Have what you is ever shamanic? Shamanic, uh, shaman, like Indian mm. shaman. Oh, okay, uh, yes. Wizard, you know. <laughs> uh, have you ever had your tarot read? Yes, actually I have. Yes. It's basically like that, except for it's supposed to be more shamanic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well. Okay, and uh, what? Sorry, they they gave you a book. Is that what they gave you? No, they're card, bro. It's a deck of cards. It's like oh, it's a deck of tarot. cards, like oh. the tarot, except for they're like you know Indian inspired. They're not. So actually- are, are you gonna be the one, you know, shuffling the cards and reading? I'm the shaman, bro. I'm the shaman. Ah, okay. I've always been like spiritually touched. I've always been like spiritually uh, advanced. So mm. I actually did a few readings for some of my family members and they were uncanny spot on dead ass. Uh, like, do, do you have like a guide or like, how do you know what each yeah, card I've represents? I've got a book, you know, I have a book. Okay. Okay. But I I'm thought you were like, channel, you know, like I'm the channel, I'm the conduit. You I'm are. The channel. So it doesn't matter that the shit is all pre-written and stuff. I'm the one that's facilitating. You're this. the Messiah. I'm <laughs> I'm the one facilitating the spiritual process. Okay, okay, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty crazy. Um, it's sort of reawakened within me this sort of spiritual uh, ability I have, power, one could say. Okay, well, maybe you can uh, read some tarot card or um, Shanghai, what's it called? Uh, Shaman? <laughs> Shanghai. <laughs> Shanghai, yes. Maybe you could do a, a live reading for me uh, in the next episode. I am needing of some guidance in in my life. Oh, I could sense it, child. I could oh. sense. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> uh, I'm just joking. Okay, let us move on. So Mike Pence ends campaign run. Former Vice President Mike Pence has ended his campaign for the Republican presidential nomination. Who knew he was running? Like who? 
even knew. He made this announcement during the Republican Jewish Coalition's annual gathering in Vegas, which is also incredibly surprising because yes. I never depends for a Jew. But also uh, interesting timing, no? I yeah, that's yeah. Uh, citing his struggle to raise funds and gain traction in the polls as the reasons for suspending his campaign. He's not Jewish, right? I mean, he's no, like super- he's not. No, no. Okay, so why? Weird. This decision comes more than two months before Iowa's caucuses, and Pence's withdrawal from the race is a significant development given his history as Trump's loyal lackey, underling, vice president. Um, Lord, there's a character in The Wiz called Lord High Underling, and he's like, <laughs> and me and my friend also he's always used to laugh about that Lord High Underling. I feel like that's the the title that best describes Pence. Basically. <laughs> Wait, how come? It's just like you just picture this like derpy like devil, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> Lord High Underling. Uh he, he has not endorsed any of his rivals um as of now and is expected to remain active in politics though. Yeah, he, he has a book coming up, I guess. He's he's planning on on writing a, a book. Oh wow. Up. Does he have a title for it? Not, not that I know, but it could be Lord. Lord <laughs> the Diary of Lord I Underling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It, it looks like he's already got a couple books. So Help Me God, The Face oh, that, of Mike Pence. That would be such names of Mike Pence's good. So Help Me God. So did he drop this news as like an affront to the Jewish community to be like, I know y'all are doing your thing, but I'm going to take the mic and make the biggest revelation of the century. I think he kind of made it about himself a little bit. Right. That's, that's, I was like, that is an interesting timing and an interesting place to announce it. I know that a lot of Republicans were at that event, which makes sense. Hmm. But what a move. What a move what by a, this man. What a ta. He's got yeah. a little face. He's got like a little nose, little eye. I'm just looking at him right now. He's got little little everything on his face little, little everything and he um doesn't he refer to his to his wife as mother really is that a thing <laughs> something like that i don't know what's what's going honestly, on honestly i feel like that's kind of hot well i guess you know the, the imagine term having daddy. like this hot imagine having this like super hot wife and you just love her to death and you just call her mother what john lennon uh referred yoko as mother i feel like that's kind of hot well well <laughs> yeah it's subjective you know we, we don't we don't kink shame here i feel like it's hot in like a weird way not in like a justified way right <laughs> okay hey <laughs> now in international news uh a 50 year old lithuanian man living in spain has been arrested for reportedly faking heart attacks in high-end restaurants to avoid paying his bills this wow. man staged a heart attack 20 times within a year, according to Spanish authorities. In his most recent incident, he ordered two whiskeys and a seafood paella, accumulating to a bill of approximately $36, which is like not a lot of money to go through all that. I know. The chaos of faking a heart attack. Now, despite his arrest and multiple offenses, he displayed little concern about potential prison time and said he has a habit of ordering expensive items like lobster caviar and premium whiskeys that's the way to go that's the way to go you should never apologize you should never backpedal as a grown man 
I do like I do like this because you know this. You know he's not like a twenty year old or like a you know he, you know this man is well into his forties or late thirties to be ordering what he's ordering. Well, he's fifty. He's fifty. Yeah, I mean, oh, 50. He wow. knows what he's doing. It's, it says it on the card. I, mean. I know. Wow. He uh. He knows what he's doing, but I like that he's not being a bitch about it. He got caught. He's like, what the fuck ever, bro? I did it. I did it. 20, 20 times. But again, like, I thought if like... he did it 20 times, he must be a good actor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, exhausting. Faking hey, a heart you... attack seems exhausting, no? I honestly, like, the, the whole thing, but again, $36. And also two weeks in a pay. I'm like, wow, that's men of taste. <laughs> I don't. I like. This. I think this man's a hero. I think so too. I think so too. Now, I wonder if we could do that in L.A. or New York City. <laughs> Probably. I mean, um, nobody calls the ambulance on him or anything. You know. Remember when uh Gary Johnson he was running for a Green Party. He faked a heart attack on stage. He was like oh. a libertarian. He was a libertarian. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it's it's gonna be a hard thing to prove, even if he does. You know. Even if he does go to court, it's gonna be a tough thing to prove. You could just say, "I thought it was a heart attack. I just have chronic heartburn." You know, it, it was just a heartburn from the whiskey. <laughs> right. I mean, how are they gonna prove that he was? I guess because he's done it so much. Excuse me, he's done it so much. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think that's funny. You know, there's so much we. The society is so fake anyway. Nothing is real. You know, it's like money isn't real. These like relationships aren't real none of this stuff is real so why not just fuck with people's perception of life you know i don't say like yeah what go ahead what i was gonna say like a lot of these restaurants that he does go it seems to be like higher end so i'm like mm-hmm. this these restaurants already have a, a bunch of money so right you're crying you're like losing <laughs> your voice no uh one time i was like i was at this job i fucking hated this job i was working for michael's um and they tricked me because they made it seem like I was going to be a cashier. This is when I was like 20. And then they ended up hiring me to unload the trucks at night. So I got like all tricked. I was all naive. I was like, okay, whatever. I really want to work at Michael's. I like that store a lot. I'll just do it. It was like a slave, bro. I was like, you're in these hot ass trucks from 10, <laughs> from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Like lifting boxes, loading boxes onto a conveyor belt. Then at three, you have to go out and stock the shelves of this shit. It got to the point where I was like, I never want to do this again. I went to a concert one night and missed my shift. And the manager called me. He's like, where are you? I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. My grandma just died. And then I never returned. It's like hard music playing in the background. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, fuck this shit, bro. Yeah, fuck them. Somebody's like, you can't do that. You can't say that. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Both my grandmas are dead. Like, what? Yeah. And it's like, what are they going to do? Like, fuck Michaels. Sometimes you have to just like mess with people, you know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not intimidated by, um, I'm not intimidated by by employers like that. M- m- now yeah. I am, but not, not when I was young. Yeah, stupid. Uh, Matthew Perry is dead. He really did die. <laughs> um, famous for his role as Chandler Bing. Is that his real? I've never watched the show. That is so dumb. Who writes a character called Chandler Bing? Why people? Is this real? Is this real? His name is Chandler Bing. On the show, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, he passed away at 54. Police in Los Angeles are investigating his death with no foul play suspected. The incident... Didn't he drown, I heard? The incident is he currently under investigation by the Los Angeles Police Department. Perry's death appears to be the result of a drowning accident at his Los Angeles home. 
according to law enforcement services, yeah, last night at work, somebody found out about this. They were in shock all night mm-hmm. going, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I said, I don't even know who that is. I don't know. I never watched Friends. I never liked Friends. Um, <laughs> but people are really torn up about this. I, you know, I, I started watching Friends. I got, right before moving into New York, I got very obsessed with Ugh. shows that take place in New York. Like friend, the classic bro. bitch that I am, but right. I I was I don't know I, I think he was a great character and the actor himself he he went through a lot of struggles and uh, drug addiction alcohol addiction he opened up a sober home for men in in LA, um, but yeah unfortunately yeah it's you know it sucks but I love Will and Grace you ever watch Will and Grace. See, I couldn't get into Will and Grace. I love it's just like a stable for me because I used to watch it. My family used to watch it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So mm. I mean, like in middle school and stuff, you know. So it's just been a show I've grown up with. I've just always loved it. Will and Grace is my go. I feel like Will and Grace is in the same universe as uh, as Friends. <clears throat> I do too. That's why I mentioned it. You know, they seem like they're right. kind of close, close universes, but I've just always hated Friends. I've always thought it was dumb as fuck. You know, you're not the only one. Uh, Friends gets hated a lot, but also Friends has been watched by by this newer generation. So it may leave I don't on. hate it. I just don't think it's good. You know, I just like, I'm like, I don't, I don't honestly don't think this is good. That's not your style. I'm going to go to sleep today and I'm going to watch Friends until I fall asleep. Okay. Live, love, laugh. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> now, another person that wants to find love, Elon Musk. Elon Musk, Ooh. owner of Twitter, now rebranded as X, dumbest name ever, intends to add a dating feature to the platform. He announced this plan during a video call, marking the one-year anniversary of his acquisition of the social media platform. Musk mm. also aims to transform X into a digital banking tool, in line with his vision of making an everything app. <laughs> X, which he bought for $44 billion, has faced challenges including a loss in value and user dissatisfaction. And Musk is exploring new revenue streams for the platform. <laughs> mm, I can't stand him. I can't. I mean, this is hilarious. I mean, what uh, I can't even begin where the everything app name is kind of, uh, you know, he wants it to be banking, dating, all in one go. I mean, good for him if it works great. I heard that X is doing better than Twitter did. And I'm shocked because he's I- such a. A slime bag, and now they're charging money for it. But I guess he really is making it better somehow. Yeah, I mean, it's more popular now than it was when it was Twitter, supposedly. I guess because the way that users are getting verified, uh, uh, it's it's working for that favor. Which you know, I don't know if you've noticed, but I I, I feel like Instagram kind of get needs to get in this level of verifying the users. There's too many bots on the comments. I don't know if you've noticed on mm, on I comments. Don't really but- there's so many bots in the comments and I just I just on Instagram I just watch like stupid videos so I'm not really I don't care I get all the I basically I watch last week's TikToks I watch it on Instagram because <laughs> I don't right, have TikTok yet that's what most millennials do but um yeah. I mean what I do I like the bots because the sex bots do you ever get those that they're all harding your your posts and stuff that's what I don't like it's like you go I to a serious your biggest fan <laughs> So you go to a serious post and then you see a comment saying PS3 or me. And it's like this girl in her bikini. <laughs> My friend, she posted something about her uncle who just died. And then she posted something follow up. Not a sex bot immediately hearting. <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. No, that's tough. 
Biden gets a challenge. Rep Dean Phillips from Minnesota has launched a primary challenge against Joe Biden. Him and Marianne Williamson. <laughs> With love. <laughs> With love. <laughs> we need to have Marianne Williamson at one point. Both of them. Both of them are attacking Biden with love. <laughs> Phillips, Phillips cites concerns about the direction of the Democratic Party and Biden's declining support among Democrats. Facts. Um, will Phillips solve this problem? No. Uh, despite being an underdog candidate, Phillips positions himself as a necessary alternative to prevent sharp... This guy is just like saying shit like who's who's verifying this who says he's gonna have any weight against trump some democrats <laughs> some democrats have sought alternative candidates but the party's establishment largely supports biden uh filing detail deadlines in key states have passed making it a challenge for new high profile challengers to join the race this is dumb why did we add this emmy but it's like i thought it was funny because it's First of all, he's way too late to the party. No pun intended. <laughs> but it's like, why announce it right before the deadline is over? He's like, I missed the deadline, but I wanted to announce my candidacy, my threat, the real threat. This is what, you know, all of these articles, the Democrats are so bored. Clearly, the Democrats are so bored. Politico, the real threat Dean Phillips poses to Joe Biden. Dean Phillips is of the Atlantic. Dean Phillips is primarying Joe Biden. Wall Street. Why Dean Biden? Why Dean Phillips is taking on Joe Biden? Nobody gives a shit. You know Nobody where this is going to go? Nowhere. The toilet. This is going nowhere fast. Yeah. Well, Dean Phillips, you know we wish you luck, but you're not. You're not gonna. Nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> Rest. <laughs> Rest. Dean you Phillips. can go. You can go. You can go hang out with Mike Pence in your loser cave. You can go sit down and take a breather, okay? Because <laughs> you are not the answer to everyone's problems. Uh, Tokar Riverside Restaurant in Georgia charges an adult surcharge described as for adults unable to parent if children misbehave. Right. While the menu doesn't specify the surcharge amount, two recent Google reviews suggest it's $50. People right. online have criticized the restaurant owner, calling them a cheapskate for imposing such fees. The How menu, I guess, you know, that's a, that's a good that's a good question for these two Google reviews. The they're menu encourages for, they're looking out for the rest of us. We don't want to hear your dumbass kids screaming. I fuck with Google reviews and Yelp reviews and I know that. Um, the menu encourages respectful behavior towards staff, threatening to reviews uh to refuse service otherwise. The restaurant also has other additional charges, such as gratuity for larger parties, which is normal, and fees for payments by card and sharing food, leading to further customer scrutiny. Okay, <laughs> I was with this restaurant until the whole sharing food and payment by card. This place is, like, is come ghetto. On. This place is ghetto. <laughs> but hey, you know what? Like, have you ever gone dining and they're screaming children? Not really, honestly. I don't. I personally don't mind children, but I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this. But if it would be a nice fee for for people with dogs in restaurants, I rarely see those either. But those don't I, even I, I see it a lot in New York here. Like, you know, dog owners in in New York are very very entitled. But yuppies, bunch of yuppies. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think it's um. Didn't they say that in France they were gonna make a different section for kids? 
adults only section they were going to make in France? Something like that. Yeah. It's, you know, a kid, adults with kids and, you know, it's, it's, yeah. And I, I've had a, a few friends that worked in restaurants and sometimes they do share their frustration with parents with kids and also like the stroller situation. A lot of these restaurants are like not big enough. I don't know. I also don't want to seem like a kid hater. I love kids. Well, I want my own kids in the future, but <laughs> I love kids. No, that was, that was awkward. That was like a self advertisement for your next girlfriend. I just had, <laughs> I just had to wait for that to be over because I felt so uncomfortable. By the way, I love kids. I have a good job. Yeah, um, I'm at the city, Chelsea District. <laughs> I live in Brooklyn. Um, I'm five six. <laughs> anyway we have a new speaker of the house here are eight key points about mike johnson the new republican house speaker mike johnson 51 was elected as the new speaker of the house representative by his fellow republicans after a period of turmoil and three failed candidates (laughs) he was born in louisiana he is the oldest of four siblings and the son of a firefighter who was injured in the line of duty Before entering Congress, Johnson worked as a lawyer, primarily focusing on religious freedom issues. He successfully defended Louisiana's same-sex marriage ban in 2004. Boo. (laughs) John John describes himself as a Christian. Wait, but he he fought for same-sex marriage. No, he no no he fought uh, same-sex marriage ban. Keyword oh, ban. Oh, that's why I was confused because I was like, wait, why are you booing him? I was like, oh, I thought he was like pretty cool. Oh, oh. Uh, Johnson describes himself as a Christian, husband, father, lifelong conservative, constitutional law attorney, and small business owner. Tell us, tell us more. I mean, we just we must learn more. <laughs> also, I love how the the Christian husband, father, lifelong conservative is such like a Republican uh tag, like tag point, you know. It's like every Republican that is about to announce like he's a president, he he says, like, I am a Christian husband, father, and lifelong conservative. Out of the womb, I was a conservative. Former child. <laughs> Former child. He was elected to Louisiana State House in 2015 and successfully ran for Congress in 2016, representing Louisiana's fourth congressional district, which includes his birth town. Johnson is a social conservative. He's known for supporting former President Donald Trump's efforts to challenge the 2022 election results. He attempted to overturn Pennsylvania's election results and encouraged Trump to keep fighting. Keep fighting, baby. He opposes same-sex marriage and introduced a bill in 2022 aimed at banning schools from promoting or discussing gender identity. Johnson is also a strong opponent of abortion rights. Johnson is against providing Ukraine any aid. He's receiving an F rating from Republicans for Ukraine. (laughs) While he has leadership experience with the Republican Study Committee, He has limited experience in overall leadership, which may pose challenges in negotiations with the Democratic-controlled Senate and the White House. He's a strong, strong supporter of Donald Trump. 
you know, it's um, it, it's good that we don't we're not gonna have to cover who who is gonna be the new speaker of the house. I felt like we cover we we try to cover who's the speaker of the house for the last four weeks because the Republicans couldn't make yeah. up their minds, but they couldn't get it together. Ooh, the series I, is over. You just shaded them. I sense that. I sense you just shaded them, Amy. No, no, no. That was a bipartisan shade on a nonpartisan podcast. Bi- now, um, Hamas. Emmy's very democratic. No, I'm um, I am um. Anyway, live, love, laugh. Live, laugh, love. You're saying it wrong order, bro. It's live, laugh, love. Live, love. I'm not white. I don't know. <laughs> You're saying live, love, laugh. It's live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. Is is there an order? Who puts the order? God. Love. Oh wait, is it love, laugh, live? Wait, hold on. I'm live, laugh. Yeah, it's live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. It's a motivational three-word phrase that became a popular slogan on motivational posters and home decor in the late 2000s. All over Michael's. (laughs) (laughs) By extension, the saying has also become pejoratively associated with a style of, quote, basic, unquote, Generation X decor. And with what Vice described, (laughs) and with what Vice described as, Quote, speaking to the manager shallowness, end quote. No. <laughs> How mean. How wow. mean. <laughs> now, you see, you get a little bit of background on the on that saying that I forgot how it's. You know what? Like, in the gay community, people, like, some gay guys are, do you ever notice, like, so mean? Yeah, I, I've, I've noticed that. <laughs> yes. That, and then, like, also, like, gen, like, millennial, people that are, like, really like aligned with the whole uh what's this called generational trend you know it's like gen gen z millennials really Mm -hmm. not gen z so much but i mean not not gen z yeah but millennials just really mean you think so i feel like gen z's make fun of millennials a lot but it's also like we make fun of gen x a lot millennials do do we well, I mean, but there's a difference because like Gen X is our parents, whereas we're millennials are not like that much older than. Gen well, Z. my my mom, my parents were born in the 1960s, which makes them baby boomers, I think. Right. Well, my mom is Gen X, I think. And she was your born mom in is your mom 70. is younger than my parents, though. She was born in 1970. Yeah, my mom's born in 63. Mm. Your mom is definitely Gen Xer. Yeah. But, like, I still feel like she's a lot older than me. She's, like, at least 22 years older than me. Right, yeah. Whereas, like, the difference between a Gen Z and a Millennial is only, like, 10 years. Yeah, yeah, this is true. At the most. The late Millennials and early. (laughs) It's all made up. (laughs) Honestly, like, I feel like Gen Zs are really lame, too, though. Like, there's this whole, like, I think that if you play into it, then, yeah, maybe, like, I feel like, oh, well, millennials are such tryhards compared to Gen Zs, and Gen Zs are like more naturally cool. But when you step out of that whole complex and you really just look at it like an adult, you're like, mm-hmm. both of these, both of these motherfuckers are lame. Well, you know what I was thinking too is that I feel like people, like Gen Z people, right? Gen, Gen Z, Z fashion is so embarrassing. Yeah, but also like I, you know, they were born with electronics, right? Uh-huh. Well, like with a computer and a phone in their hand, basically, right? So we remember a time where there were no phones and there was no texting for us, right? Yeah, you said this before. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm like, I'm having a vu right now. 
but uh <laughs> but i also like i wonder as far as like the use of the brain you know like our parents how to do research, you know, not using a phone or a computer and Gen Z and us, we have information such easily available. Yeah. And that... it is bad for your brain. Yeah. So yeah. It's so they think they're all smart, but they're really just fucking like fried. I, I, I think the hype is over for, for me, for them. It's like, okay, like yeah. just get to work. And I just think their on. little catchphrases are so cringy and their style is so cringy. And I, Trust me, I think there's so much about millennials is cringy. All their well, social the, the Gen C style it's a lot of uh, Y2K. Yeah. But know? it's just like ugly. It's silly. Yeah. Okay. I'm done bashing on y'all. But y'all <laughs> anyway. Are, y'all are uh, all ridiculous. In regards to the conflict going uh between Hamas and Israel, uh, Hamas told mediators it is willing to release more hostages in exchange for humanitarian goods and a reduction in airstrikes. In exchange for handmade goods. <laughs> in exchange for handmade goods purchased on Etsy. <laughs> Only on Etsy. Well, there's no internet, so how are they going to sell? Sorry. No, they want the goods. Last week, Hamas released two American hostages. On Monday, it released two elderly Israeli women. One of those women confirmed she and other hostages were held in underground tunnel systems. Per mediators, Hamas is willing to release civilian hostages in exchange for few other humanitarian goods and a reduction in airstrikes. It reportedly plans to keep soldier hostages and eventually trade them for Palestinian in Israeli jails. So a lot of, um, yeah, there's no ending to this. For Hamas, what are they going to do? I mean, they're so poor. Well, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm more concerned about, you know, the, you know, taking out the power and taking out, you know, uh, electricity in, in, you know, in Gaza. That's, I feel like, you know, that's a little fucked up because there's a lot of people living there, but. Well, we already knew that. That was a yeah. self-prophecy. This was a tragedy for Israel, but it was also an opportunity. And their prime minister is already militaristic. He already wants to go destroy stuff in gaza anyway uh, yeah i mean best buddies with yeah according to what i've been told so this is just the perfect opportunity i mean this what do you expect that's why it's so horrible that this this is such a binary argument when really this is an extremist group speaking for an entire nation that's chosen to engage this other nation in war and it's really a losing battle you know yeah uh, right i i i I totally agree with that but there are i mean there are still bombing hospitals and taking up you know power and electricity in parts where civilians are living so i I don't disagree with that no no, i know uh but you know when it comes to humanitarian stuff you know i think israel still doing fucked up stuff so it's again it's it sucks that this is such a, a device you know divided topic but at the end of the day uh civilians are dying and but yeah. okay could tell, riddle riddle me this you know mm-hmm. riddle riddle me this emmy riddle yes. riddle riddle me what if like a, a kind of fucked up society just like a very destabilized society is what i mean in south america um and they were kind of like run by the cartel you know but to the extent where the cartel was actually like their acting governing body right and what if they decided as part of their whole political ploy or whatever to attack America? What if they bombed America and they killed like, you know, 10,000 innocent people in California and Los Angeles? You know, do you think America would bat an eye to like 
bomb the shit out of that that place and, and yep. set up the I, and I see I, you who would you blame would you blame america knowing that the, america was going to do that or would you blame this horrible organization that's speaking that's acting for the society you know that that's corrupted and acting for the society on their behalf and is engaging them in this brutal in this right brutal. but that you know that group came out of you know uh, Israel really on housing, you know, these people, you know, this, this came from the civilization of the area that oh, happened. No, these are, a lot of these are religious extremists that don't want Israel, don't want gays, don't want black people, don't want anybody there except for Muslims. I mean, right, some, of those, I, some of those yeah. people, they were not spurred on to this by Israel. They would do this because they believe that it's, it, that it's their, it's their mission. It's their God given mission to eradicate any sort of infidel or person who is who doesn't mm -hmm. agree with how they, they see the world yeah they would, i mean people some of these people that this is their life doctrine you know yeah they're, i know and even even from their end you know it sucks that they're killing their you know their own people and they're killing i mean at the end of the day israel and these people are killing each you know civilians and, and children so yeah you know. uh, but you see what i'm saying with the with the america metaphor no a little bit yeah i i, I see what you mean yeah I mean, could you reasonably expect America not to bomb the shit out of this country? Would you blame America for bombing the shit out of this country? I, this, no, this I wouldn't. But there's, I wouldn't. But there's so there, you know, there's so much in between. So many years of of this happening. It's not like they're acting on this for the first time. It's, it's, it's years. Like, so. Sum it up and sum it up is like, oh, this is it, it, you're creating a very clear cause and result picture, which is like Israel came in there, they destabilized the area, they created this monster, and now this monster is attacking them and reckoning with them. The fact of the matter is, this monster exists in the Middle East. I mean, mm -hmm. there are in around the world, there right, are of course left and right. Who yeah. it doesn't matter. It's not a matter of like. Oh, you you took this little piece of land for me. It's a matter of like you do not belong on this earth, let alone in my space. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the fact of the matter. I mean, right. I'm not I'm not justifying it by any means. I'm just saying No, yeah, of course. I don't think it's all as clearly cause and effect as these sort of overarching arguments are making them seem. Mm, yeah. Maybe, yeah. There is, maybe there are some extremist groups that are precipitate that are yeah. uh that were born of this sort of, you know destabilization or whatever but we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll continue to cover this you know this ongoing until <laughs> forever i guess <laughs> i mean the, like it's not like the speaker of the house where it's like someone's gonna vote and then it's gonna end like <laughs> i feel like this is gonna keep going <laughs> u.s economy is booming booming u.s economy Woo. grew did you know that emmy Woo! it's booming hell yeah it it grew. Proud to and be it, an American. Ah, oh, proud to be an American. Um, it grew at an annualized rate of 4.9% between July and September for this year's third quarter. Not only did it grow, Bitcoin, baby. <laughs> Bitcoin to the moon. <laughs> Boom. Bitcoin. Let's get 100K by December. Since March 2022, the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates 11 times, raising rates, fights inflation, but lowers economic growth. This economy is fucked up. You know what's going to save this economy? Mm -hmm. Bitcoin. Raising rates, fights inflation, but slows economic growth. During Q quarter two of 2023, GDP grew 2.1%. Then on Thursday, the Commerce Department announced U.S. GDP grew 
4.9% on an annual basis during quarter three. A high, is that quarter? Is that what that Q stands for? Yeah, quarter, yes. A high rate under any condition, and especially now, given that the rates are high, <laughs> given the high rates. <laughs> high consumer spending <laughs> drove the unexpectedly high growth, although data imply spending may have declined in the coming months. Spending may decline in the coming months, I'm sorry. Despite inflation remaining high, public sentiment about the economy is eh, mixed. Many Americans still express concerns about economic uncertainty. The economy is expected to cool down, but the extent of the slowdown is uncertain. I don't know. With, with a lot of, you know, with the holidays coming, I don't see, if anything, I feel like consumers are going to spend a lot more. And I, I also feel like the this economy boom is part of, uh, you know, now the pandemic is truly over. I feel like this this has been the year that everything has gone kind of back to normal-ish. Honestly, I think the dollar really is losing its value. Oh yeah, for sure. And we yeah. cannot sustain. We can it will not be able to sustain itself for much longer. I mean, at what point are we going to be going to a restaurant and paying a thousand dollars at Chili's? You know, you're, you're gonna have to fake a heart attack. Then <laughs> <laughs> you are gonna have to fake a heart attack. Um <laughs> It's just not working. We have to, de you know, we have to decentralize the economy with the dollar. We have to go to Bitcoin. We have to. Now, are you not scared that that may, I mean, I mean, every bubble, you know, bust or every bubble pops. You're not scared of, you know, Bitcoin. And I'm not trying to sound like a millennial, I mean, like a boomer here, but are you not afraid of this cryptocurrency like one day blowing up or blowing yeah, down? I mean, it's a from what I've been told, from what I understand, it's a it's an exchange of energy. It's an energy exchange. So whereas the dollar is purely symbolic, you know, the the dollar sort of signifies the dollar is an IOU. You know, the dollar is like a it's a oh I'm I'm giving you this 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 trust. You know, like oh you mm -hmm. you did this thing, and here's this dollar to represent the thing you did. You know, and and to represent the the opportunity that I can give you for the thing, right? Right, but the thing about crypto is it's actually like a, a more tangible source of currency because the energy it takes to mine and maintain this crypto is, is what quantifies the value of, of the currency. Yeah, not not the most climate friendly, but no, not at all. Yeah. But I mean, it's also not the worst. No, uh, yeah. So so it's 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 got a stable uh, source of valuation. I think. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, a more stable at least source of valuation. I think it. I think it won't. I think in our lifetime, it won't die off. Definitely. I don't think it'll die off at all. I think it'll yeah. definitely be the next. I don't think necessarily it has to be Bitcoin, but what else? I mean, and so many governments have adopted it. So many governments own so much yeah. of it. The, the Latin American Guatemala I think even the president. American government owns a lot of it that they've mm -hmm. confiscated, you know? Yeah. And uh, I meant to say El Salvador president uh, yeah. adopted the, the cryptocurrency. I mean, even the American government has confiscated a lot from different sources, and what they're just holding it—it's—it's it's theirs essentially, you know. Right. So, I don't know. Yeah. Well, here's to to faking heart attacks and uh, <laughs> buying crypto. I mean, where else, where else could the economy go? It's it's the logical next step for I, for how I, we change. I 100% agree with that. I think it's 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 time, and I mean. You know, we're we're getting rid of cash. When when people ask for cash, I'm like, not like people, like restaurants and 
and you places just see everything out. out the coin shortage you know it's ridiculous the coin shortage <laughs> <laughs> oh god the it's coin still going shortage. on i mean they, they still give you trouble at the bank for coins yeah, what's what's up with that it's just they're trying to you know we got to phase out of that shit yeah honestly i mean yep anyway thank you for joining us today and remember to live love laugh remember to live laugh love we so enjoyed your your ears we so enjoy enjoy your ears (laughs) thank you namaste Anyway, uh, Sunny, always nice seeing you. Good luck with your week. Thank you. You too. All right, everyone. See you next week on the Sunny and Emmy show with two hosts.